I had another message I was working on early in the week. But in prayer, I believe it was Friday morning, as I was praying, the Lord laid this thought on my heart. I pray that I can yield well enough to him for all of us. I said for all of us. Exodus 12 and 12 says this, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment. I am the Lord. You may be seated. As I was praying the other morning, these three words came very strongly to me. Day of reckoning. Day of reckoning. And I pray today that I can bring this in a way for you and I to begin to understand that this will apply to each and every one of us. Pharaoh had arisen in Egypt that did not know Joseph. And things were very, very hard on them for approximately 430 years. They were treated very, very poorly, to say the least. And they began to cry to God for deliverance, generation after generation. They didn't know when. They didn't know how. And they didn't know to whom God would bring it. Kind of like the day we're in now. As we cry, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. We don't know when. We don't know how. We don't know exactly the last event that will trigger the coming of the Lord. But I want us to understand something in each of our lives. Young and old. Teenager, child, young adult, senior adult, there will be a day of reckoning. After 430 years, God sent a deliverer. And God brought them out with a strong hand and executed judgment upon Egypt and their gods because of the things they had done. 430 years of things. I don't know about you, but I've just had 66. But they are just as bad as Egypt's. Oh, you didn't receive that very well. They're just as bad as Egypt for as ungodly as they were my sins are ungodly my attitude at times can be ungodly my spirit can be ungodly my thoughts can be ungodly and there will be a day of reckoning in my life what does that term mean day of reckoning 
a time when consequences of a course of mistakes or misdeeds are felt or received. I like the next one. A time when our actions are judged as good or bad, and one is rewarded or punished. The Bible says it plainly, and I'm just going to use me. I am not good. I am unrighteous. I am unholy. I am a sinner. Therefore, a day of reckoning must come in my life. You think, well, I've been through enough consequences. All right, that's not what I'm talking about. Whatever a man or woman soweth, that will he also reap. That's not what I'm talking about in this life. I'm talking about that last judgment. I'm talking about when we all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And each of us will face our day of reckoning. You see, Galatians 6, 7 through 8 tells us, be not deceived. God is not mocked. He is not mocked. He is not played with. You cannot, I cannot get anything over on him. I can't think that my thoughts he doesn't know. And I can't think that my idle words he does not hear. And as I'm preaching this, as you can tell, I'm using me. Because when a preacher preaches this way, many times you're thinking of someone else in your life that maybe has done you wrong or hasn't lived the way you think they ought to do. And that's our problem. We ought to be thinking about ourselves. Where am I at today? Where is my life at? Today, where is my mind? Where is my heart? Today. Because my day of reckoning has nothing to do with my wife's. It has nothing to do with any of you. It has nothing to do with other preachers. It has nothing to do with my father. It has nothing to do with my mother. It only has to do with me and God. For whatsoever a man soweth, That shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Now, for some of you that have watched the live stream or were here recently, evangelist preached a beautiful message. And she was referencing a man by the name of Shimei. And how Shimei, as David was battling Absalom, his son, began to curse David. And David said, let him alone, because who knows the Lord may have caused him to do this. But all the while, there was a day of reckoning. There was a day of reckoning. Things went on year after year. David died. Solomon came king. Three years later, the day of reckoning came. Ahab, Jezebel. It was prophesied long before their day of reckoning. 
And their day of reckoning happened just the way it was prophesied. The rich man and the beggar Lazarus, there became a day of reckoning. One to eternal punishment, the other one to everlasting bliss in Abraham's bosom. Where am I going this morning? Second Peter 2 and 9. Let me read, evangelist, if I could. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. I don't know what value you put on your relationship with Jesus. What does it mean to you? Where do you hold it in your priorities? Make no mistake about it. I am a transgressor. I am a sinner. In my flesh, there is no good thing. Even as great as the apostle Paul was, he said, the things I want to do, I do not. And the things I don't want to do, I do. There is a day of reckoning. Don't ignore this. Don't push it off. Don't think I'm going to be hunky-dory, just fine. There is something we have got to work out. The Bible says work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. That means to complete it. That means to keep the faith. That means to run the course. That means to cross that finish line right. Day of reckoning. A time when all my actions, all my lack of actions, You see, even the sin of omission can be a sin. When God prompts you to call someone, check on them, and you don't. When God prompts you to apologize for a curt remark, and you don't. When God prompts you to pray, and you don't. When God prompts you to give, and you don't. You see, there are sins many times of omission. I want us to understand something. You're looking at a sinner. You're looking at a wretch of a man. The Apostle Paul said, I'm chief among sinners. Did he say it just in passing? No, he understood who he was. He said, it was by the grace of God that he is what he is. It's only by the grace of God that I hold this mic. It's only by the grace of God that he called me to preach. It's only by the grace of God that I'm still alive. It's only by the grace of God that he used me to help many of you. And see this physical building built. It's only by his grace. Because really and truly, I'm not even the dirt that I walk upon. And sometimes if we're not careful, we begin to think too highly of ourselves than we ought to. day of reckoning will come to my life. 
It may come in a heartbeat. It may come in the next breath. It may come in the twinkling of an eye, but it will come. It will come. Are you ready? Are you ready? Teenagers have this attitude that I'm young. I got plenty of time. I can do what I want, watch what I want, listen to what I want, play what I want. I can hide over here and hide over there. Adults do the same thing in their adulthood. I can sit on the chair. Are we ready? Am I ready? For my day of reckoning, you think the Lord didn't come in this place this morning in such a beautiful way? Why? He was preparing your hearts for this message so that when I preach it in such a way, your heart would already be tender and you would understand. Listen, I've got a day of reckoning coming. Where it'll be pronounced. It'll be pronounced. It'll be pronounced. Depart or enter. It doesn't matter how long I've lived for God. It doesn't matter how much I speak in tongues. What matters is, have I kept my garments white? Have I truly worked at being sure I've kept my sins covered by the blood, washed by the blood, blotted out by the blood? This walk with God, this race with God, it takes work. A laborer is worthy of his hire. Do you understand today, young person, those that are running the camera, those that are running the live stream, those that are sitting here or there, wherever you're sitting, thinking that nobody knows where you're at, those young adults uh, that just can't seem to get over the hump of sin, those adults are the same way. Don't you understand that God is saying, listen, death is all around us. Your day of reckoning is coming. Where are you at? You and I are good at justifying our actions because of someone else's deeds. We got it down, honey. We know how to carry that beam. We know how to balance it just right. And we're good at spotting the speck, the minute, the irrelevant thing in someone else's life. The day of reckoning. The day of reckoning. This morning in prayer, God just wouldn't let me go from this, and I began to cry out. Oh, God, 
I need an advocate. God, I need a mediator. God, I don't want to have to pay for my deeds. God, I need an intercessor. God, I need a Savior. I I need a Redeemer. Someone, God, someone that will stand in the gap. Someone, God, that when my name is called and I go before the seat of judgment, they quickly get between me and my sins and say, hey, They're all taken care of. I'm telling you right now, too many of us have taken our walk with God for granted. We've taken all of this that God has done on Calvary for granted. We get mad too easily. We get offended too easily. We get our feelings hurt too easily. Life is not supposed to be pleasant because of sin that entered into the garden. If it was pleasant, we wouldn't have these type of services where I am reminded of my desperate need of a comforter, of a helper that would quickly tell me you were wrong. You know what I say then? But, Lord, they. I sound like Peter, don't I? What about that man? What will he do? And Jesus says, what is that to thee? Take care of your own debt. day of reckoning for the rich, a day of reckoning for the middle class, and a day of reckoning for those that struggle for their daily food. It comes to all. Listen to me. God knows my secrets. And for some reason, I still sense this. You're thinking too much of someone else. Quit it. Deal with yourself. He knows my secrets. Yet there's a voice crying. If I may, if I may take this, the Lord just dropped it in my heart. You remember the word... As the Lord was speaking to Cain, where is thy brother? He said, I don't know. His blood crieth from the grave to me. You know what I'm sensing right now? Maybe, I don't know if this correct theology or doctrine or not. I just know what God's telling me. The blood of Christ is crying. 
crying for me to take advantage of an innocent man, of a guiltless man, of a lamb that was spotless, without blemish, that was willingly go and say, I'll take care of every action that was wrong, every sin, every lack of omission, everything that he did wrong, I'll take it. What happens when the scripture talks about trodden under the blood of Christ? Basically crucifying him again, putting him to an open shame is my approach to my salvation. In the church, there is no room in anyone's life. For a pious, self-righteous attitude. Day of reckoning. It's coming. It's coming. You can't stop it. But you can prepare for it. You say, my life is hard. God, I'm in a hard place. Lord God of heaven, it seems like more than I can take. Why do you think that's happening? Think it not strange that these fiery trials come upon you. Think, think, it's not just a coincidence. It's, it's not just something. God knows that this may, this may cause you to Go on your knees and begin to cry out to God uh, that, Lord, uh, I need you. God, cleanse me, purge me, help me to look at this the way you would look at it, God. Help me, Lord Jesus, to understand that through this, my faith can be purified. And I can come forth pure as gold is tried in a fire. Are you listening to me this morning? You, 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 you don't think of someone else. day of reckoning what will you talk about tomorrow at your table should I rephrase that who will you talk about what situation will you continually bring up what I ought to be bringing up dear all these situations in my life that I have caused I thank God that he's with us that he said he'd take them all oh I need him do you understand why he came in here do you understand why he fought in this place because we need an altar again we need a real true heartfelt repentance again we need to get a hold of God and weep and cry and say God thank you for bringing me the truth thank you God that I surrender to truth thank you Lord God of heaven stand to your feet that God when you told me to repent I repented 
When you told me to be baptized, I was baptized. When you filled me with your spirit, I yielded. But God, what am I doing now? What am I doing now? Daughter. A day of reckoning. A day of reckoning. A day of reckoning. There's not an individual here that's breathing that this didn't apply to. I've always valued my salvation, but today it has increased in value. Because you know something? I'm striving. I'm striving, and I want to hear, I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. But you know something? For that to be said, I'm going to have to manifest it. People are praying. People are seeking God. My daughter's going to sing. You do what you feel led to do. I think some of the worst things we let go is the sins of our mind, our thoughts, and the sin of omission. I'll get it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. 